Good day, guys. Um, welcome to our first episode of The Journey to Self-Discovery, The Journey to Finding Yourself, Conversations Ukambawakwaskei. Uh, today we have a guest, which is Ukanye Sawakamongo, and we'll be talking about a whole lot of stuff, so stay tuned guys, and join us. A lot of young adults are going through similar challenges when it comes to finding their feet and navigating themselves through this life thing. Mm-hmm. And where now you are the perfect example because you, you for me, yes you are because everything that you are doing, you were able to you were sharing it with Abantu because it means basically platforms whereby you had to. So a lot of people can relate to your story. And I'm not going to be talking a story that only I know about, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and you were right for me because also the name of the channel is most, The Journey to Self-Discovery of Ukamba. Mm-hmm. And you've been there for me in spaces whereby I was at my lowest. And you gave me, like, advice. And I remember this time... Then I was Ulala and you came to my room and we prayed to light incense and the following day you took me to church. And those things for me are like it was being ending for me, you know? So I don't think there's a better person to have this conversation with rather like either than you, you know? I forgot so, about this. Yeah, you know. I forgot about about the acne part so that's why i think what you're doing aligns with the conversation that i want to have with my audience if there's any but you know what i mean mm-hmm. so the first question that i would like to ask is if you can give us more about the person who can outside of what she does i always find that so hard to answer i'll tell you why i find it hard to answer because i have I have become what I do, like a part of who I am. Um, but work aside, um, I'm very family orientated. Uh, most of the things I do, besides doing it for myself, and um, yeah, besides doing it for myself, I, I do a lot of the things that I do for my family. My family has been my everything. Um, my mom. Yeah. Everybody. Um, yeah, and we see a lot of that relationship online. Yeah, because online. Should, I'm, yeah. Very, I'm very open about the relationship I have with yeah. my mom. Um, so I'm a daughter, oh, most man. importantly. I'm a daughter. I am a lover. Mm. I love love. Um, mm. And I'd like to think I'm a good friend. Um, also, I'm not um, saying perfect, like I've got my flaws. Yeah, also, like, I want to know, because I think I hear this from a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. that, like, one by family is a source of strength for a lot of people that I follow, Kubon, that mm-hmm. are doing big things. There's this guy that I know, Anthony Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. He was, he's a boxer. Yeah. So he lost his first fight against Andy Ruiz, and when he was asked about what was different about the guy, he said he had his family behind him. 
and you've just mentioned that you were family orientated. So I want to know why is family that important? Why are you mentioning family? Who are you? Um, family is personally my everything. For other people, it could be other things. Um, it could be your friends. Um, it could be whatever. But for me, and the way I grew up, and I said this in the drum magazine article as well, that a lot of people had a hand in raising me. So when I speak about family, mm. I don't just... I don't mean my nuclear family. Yeah, I oh, mean right. my mom's friends. I mean mm. the community the I grew up in. Oh, I mean, yeah. So for me, that's what family is. And it's only right for those people to see the fruits of their work in terms of raising mm. Um I come from a group of very strong black women. Yeah. Um, women that made means when there were no means. Oh, really? And never, I always joke about it, like, I never saw how tough it was, like, back then, because I was never made to feel different. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's, I think that's where my will to succeed comes from. And also, like, I hear a lot of, when you speak to people, because I read the article, of course, because I knew I was going to have this conversation with you. Thank you. And there's a lot, like, you bring up the fact that you grew up in Tanzania a lot. So I think there's a significance of, like, there's a reason why you do that. Mm. If I'd like to hear, like, why you do that. So, look, obviously, we moved. Exactly, yeah, I know where you stay. We moved when I was, I think I was seven. Mm. But we moved, moved when um, my grandma was doing in 2008. Okay. But even then, I never stopped going home. Yeah, so you have some sort of an attachment I, to the yeah, community. Yeah, 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 definitely, 100%. I go home when I'm, when I'm in East London, I mm-hmm. go home. So obviously, at the moment, we've got tenants staying in our house. But I, it stopped becoming my home when my family wasn't living there in 2017. Mm. But I still go home. I still go to Tanzania. I still visit my neighbors. I still, I love the feeling of being home. So and basically, I bring it up in Dayas and Tanzania because it's part of who I am. I can't separate it from who I am. So basically, like I want to understand you correctly. You're saying that in order for you to know yourself fully, you must embrace your beginnings and 100%. up like where you grew up because yeah. it's a part of you. It's, yeah, Tanzania is definitely a part of who I am. It's, mm. it, it definitely. Look, I, I always say, whenever I have a child myself, mm. I want Ndanam to go to Elokshini at least once a week. Yes. Spend a weekend with my child's cousins that mm. still stay in Because, obviously, my family aside, but Ndanam taught me to Umaz Yes. That's one thing that my community taught me is respect another and you person. feel like that is very important for very old. important we come from very different backgrounds we come exactly. from di- di- very different family homes very different family situations mm. but just because mm. and the next door mm. it doesn't mean that if you've got an extra piece of meat you can't go share next door yes and it doesn't mean that because they don't have meat and you guys have meat that mm. you guys are better than so it really, it really teaches you to umaz on your own. And besides that, um, my gran, my gran is a powerhouse oh, in really? her own way. Um, no, no, my daughter that is. 
Okay, mama, mama. Okay. Um, she helped raise me. Her, mm. her friend that stayed two houses away from us, my brother next door, everybody, and mm. and to this day, my granny's best friend is still alive, and she lives two houses away from us, and I still go and visit her, and she's still, I mean, mm. she's old, but I mean, she still imparts knowledge, and she still expresses mm. how proud she is of me. The small things that I'll bring her, like, all people are strange, like, she'll like queen's cakes and juice, or she'll feel like knitting and you know just they appreciate the small small things so i'll just the time that i took to spend with her she'd appreciate and be like oh if those are the things that i wish umama was alive to see sorry about that yeah okay um also, but i'll always mention it as oh, okay okay always so when okay, i also want to i also want you to touch upon your relationship with your mom because i think as you're like saying it seems as though you, there's a lot of strength that you draw from your family mm. and I think your mom being the prominent figure that we see from your family mm. I want you to also elaborate more on that because I find also with myself like when I know I have my family behind my back when I do something it just gives me a different form of energy mm. and I also want to share with the people that I want you to share with the people the type of relationship that you have with your mom, the yeah. significance of it, and how much it gives you that extra push mm. to actually do and achieve the things that you're achieving. Look, Umama is... I don't know how she parents. Like, I don't know how she this does is it. This is my daughter. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. I really don't. Uh, I am a crazy child. I can wake up and not feel like talking. Uh, or I can wake up and not feel like working. Mm. Um, but I think the relationship I have with my mom and I always say about I can do anything in the world you know I've done dancing I decided to model I decided to do pageant I did drama I did play netball everything that I did I mean there's no way to say about my truly but everything that I did um, she was very supportive of so with with everything that I did and and with the support that I got from her, I think it 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 gave me land over. I can do anything I want to do in life, and I think that's very. And I think I think Kate, I don't want to. I want to interject her right there. Yeah. That belief of knowing that you can do anything that you want to do mm. is very important. It's not as corny as it may sound. But it all starts with the mind. Yeah. It starts with a thought and you acting upon a thought. Definitely. You know? Definitely. So, I've, I've, look, I've always known that whatever, 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 whatever it is that I want to yes, do yes. in life, I always have, my mom will always have my back. Yes. Um, when I started the business, she had my back. Okay, I want, us to, I want us to move on to that part. The part that everyone like, I think a lot of people know you for what you do, as you were saying, but you became what you do, mm. you know. So I want you to also share with the audience or with the people what what Kanisa does a regular day in Kanisa's life, and I want you to tell because I think it's important that we discuss Zoanke so that what I want from you mm. is that you share Zonga's Ruzenzaya so that people can understand like your being. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. 
Okay, I'm a student, firstly. That is at yeah, the top of my priority list. <laughs> like, that I is know. at the top of yes, my priority list. Yes. School. Um, and my degree, so I'm currently studying in LLB. Yeah. Um, I finished my BCom last year. Yes. I'm a graduate. Yes. Um, but I think, so yeah, so I'm a student at GWC. Yes. Um, and I'm a YouTuber. Yes. Um, <laughs> a businesswoman. Yes. Yes. No, say it with your chest, honey. No, no, no. I own a company. Yes. Um, that's my child. I was yeah. crazy to call it a business, but it's, I, it's yeah. my child. Yes. Um, and I'm an influencer. I'm a natural hair influencer. Yes. Um, yeah. That's yeah, I want you to. It is, it is, it is. And I know you can still do more, but like oh, wow. I want you to tell us about like the the, the behind the scenes stuff when it comes to all these avenues and all the spheres, yeah. all these things that you're doing. Yeah. I want you to tell us, for instance, you will hear a lot of YouTubers tell you how challenging editing is, how the troubles of starting a business, because I know for a fact that this content creating thing as I'm doing now, it's not easy, it's not easy. But people can take it for granted that are the consumers of what we produce. Mm. So, you know, I want you to take us through a regular day of producing a video, the challenges you go through and how you manage as Okanye Samon to overcome all those challenges and bring what you give us into fruition. Yeah, okay, so I'll start with school. Okay, that's um, nice. Okay, so my BCom law was my first degree and that was challenging on its own. I went a lot. I went through a lot during my undergrad. Yo, I went through a lot. I lost a lot of people. Um, there was a year where I was going home at least every month for funerals. Mm. And I failed. Mm. Also, now that we're talking about, sorry, 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 sorry. I think it's important because this whole channel is about this self-discovery thing. And mm. now you touched on a sensitive topic. When you're speaking about failing, how exactly? How then did you manage to pick yourself up and and go again and give it your all without? Because I know a lot of people that when they reach that stage, or umdu indo, they tend to start seeing what they were doing a different in a different way. They some stop, some do it with attitude, and umdu kanya yeah. So I want you to share also as to how did you overcome the adversity that you experienced in the school sense? Okay. Okay, I'll think about that now. Okay. But so so I failed that year because I think I was just look, there's no way you can lose significant people in your life and not yeah. go through it. Um and I failed that year. I failed, um I realized that oh my gosh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna graduate with everybody that I started with, obviously, was a goal. But at the same time, I spoke to my mom about my failure and I was like, I was distraught. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna graduate with everybody else. And I was like, I failed first year three times. I'm still a pharmacist. So, <laughs> yeah, just like, because my mom started last year, she was 16, and she, wow. she says, yeah, how did that happen? I think back to school or 80, I don't know, things were different. Oh, okay. Um, but she, she, I mean, she jokes about it a lot. She's like, I feel first year three times, and I'm still a pharmacist, and yeah. I'm damn good at what I do. My mom's very intelligent. 
Yeah. Um. So, so I think that's how I, I got through it. My mom was, my mom wasn't bothered that mm. I I failed. I she didn't make me feel like I failed her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, and I think that plays a huge role. How yeah. Family and I. Like, she didn't make me feel like I, I I failed her by failing. Mm. And I had no choice. At the same time, I knew that this is what I want. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not like a scholar because failing. How many people fail in a year? Yeah. Um, um, and I didn't feel the year, but even if I did, it would not have been a train smash. Yeah. Um, so with school, I think with, with my BCom law, obviously I went through a lot, but I still got it. It's still a BCom law. Yeah. Uh, um, and with my LLB at the beginning of this year, yo, I need to go Why um, is that? I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like in class, when we sense were references to modules I hadn't done yet. Um, it was just different. It was very strange. I was seeing a lot of faces in Thailand. Um, the, the lectures were taken for granted that I knew certain cases that had been done in modules that I, I didn't know. I was just feeling And I know so you pay attention. Stupid. I know you pay attention yes. to details. So once, the smallest yeah. I felt so stupid. And literally, I spent the first two months of the year wanting to deregister. I swear, I spent the first two months of this I'm year. I'm so glad that you shared that. Hey? Yeah, yo. Because everyone, when everyone looks at you, and I think also when I look at you as well, maybe at times I just see all kinds of everything I you don't go through these things. So it's good that you actually share yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm very open about it because I think a lot of people go through certain things and they yeah. don't speak about it and I think it's, you mm. know, not really healthy. So I spent the first two months of this year wanting to deregister. I was like, this is crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll try again next year. I didn't want to study immediately after the second degree. Yes. And I was just telling myself nonsense. And my mom was like, Kanye, if there's one thing you're not going to do, is to make a score. Because you know that's not what you want. Mm. I was like, yeah, but I feel so stupid. And I was like, but you're not stupid. Okay. Not. okay, Kate, I want you, I want you Wait. also, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, and then, <laughs> the time to Ted. No, it's cool, uh, so school, anyway, first two years, I mean, first two months, I wanted to uh, deregister, didn't, mm. ended up getting distinctions, um, now I'm cool, but I think second semester is difficult because I've got a lot of other things going yeah. on, I started my business in, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. um, yeah, so my business in the middle of a pandemic. The business behind closed doors is insane. Mm-hmm. The business behind closed doors is absolutely crazy. Um, I'm very fortunate. My mom helps me a lot with my business. So what my mom, no, no, no. so I'm operating from the moon. Sure. Um, the seamstress is in East London. My mom picks up the heat caps and she posts them for me. Sure. I do all the admin work. I get all the material from here because we bought out all the material in East London. Sure. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot because I am my business's lawyer, I am my business's accountant, I am my business admin person, I am literally doing everything. Um, YouTube, content creating is tough. You, It's not a matter of sitting in front of the camera and just talking. There's days where if you've got a like today yes. where you've got other things going on in your life that are really really pressing and you really have to get through and it's only 24 hours in a day and you're tired or you're going through stuff you can't just sit in front of the camera or get caught right 
so at the moment I am behind with YouTube but I'm goalie I'm just busy mm. um what's the other thing I'm doing influencing I haven't created content in a while I have a campaign coming up and I'm just I have to because it's a paid campaign have to create three weeks worth of content in one week because I've got something happening next week so there's a lot that goes in behind closed doors that mm. people don't see that we take for granted besides taking for granted people will always expect you to show up be the person that they know I was on a live yesterday and I was exhausted mm. but I was still on live and one of one of my followers said I'm okay like tonight's time I don't glass off in hand like I'm exhausted I'm so tired but at the same time I feel like I haven't been engaging with you guys in such a long time that I owe you this live and basically what the live is about is what you and I are chatting yeah. about now yeah the reason why I, I, I'm using the word taking for granted is because I feel like at times as consumers of content or people that are watched from the sides mm. it, it's easy for us as I was saying to you in the car it's mm. easy for people to make opinions yeah. based on maybe the quality of what you do and I'm not saying they shouldn't because mm. everyone's attached to their own opinions but mm-hmm. I'm saying at times we do like take certain things for granted hence I asked the question mm. to give us the backstory and mm. a regular like um, thingy of when you're making a video yeah it's because I want people to know that there's actually quite a lot of work that you guys yeah. go through yeah. when making a video Mm-hmm. You know, also because we're speaking about the journey of finding yourself and mm-hmm. speaking about all these things that you're doing, I want you to also speak about how important is your space that you put yourself in in order for you to get the best kanisa, in order for you to get your maximum application running off yourself mm-hmm. through something. How do you make sure that you're in a space? Because I've always known. You are all aware of who's around you, and you and you outright if someone's toxic, I cut them off. Yeah, do you understand? And you tell me that all the time, but yeah, I don't implement yeah. that all the time. But I do come back yeah. and say, "Okay, you were right. Yeah, you were right." But like, do you understand? So I want you to elaborate on that. I want you to tell us more about that and how you get that going for yourself. Mm, look, I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been like a, a, a situation where I just woke up one day and I decided like I'm gonna put myself in a positive space. Um, it hasn't been that at all. I've been doing things. I have acted out. I have partied till the early hours of the morning. I have probably done self-destructive things. Yes. Um, I didn't just wake up and you know. Mm. Um, and decide well, this is the person that I am. Look, I've always known, because I mean, I've been raised a certain way. Um, so I think we all know who we are. We all know our identity, mm-hmm. but it gets lost along the way with the situations you'll put yourself in, the friendships you'll find yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I think it, it gets a little bit clouded, mm-hmm. but it's when certain things happen in your life where you're like, this is tiring. This is taking so much away from me. I can Then you relate. go back to the drawing board. I can relate. So, um, I think because I've, I've 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 been in spaces and in situations and in relationships as well, where I put myself at the back seat, mm. um, I I I woke up and I decided I never again. 
Mm. I decided never again. I'm putting myself first. What decide? Was about right? Yeah, that decided on the red. On the red. Um so I think that that's when I decided I was like, no man, with with friendships, there's there's certain friendships that will take or that have taken a lot from me. Um but it doesn't make those people bad people. Yes. Um they they drained me. You know when you feel like besides the giving 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 in a friendship sometimes i mean people grow and people sometimes just change their perspective on life yes and their perspective on life might not necessarily match yours, yes um at that particular point in time so some friendships and and how away. how and how important is when for instance you spoke about other people not matching the person that you are mm. and how important is it to block those people away because for instance starting something you always get friends or people that are not even close to you giving you opinions on how on the challenges that you face on the journey about to embark and at times they might be encouraging at times it, it might discourage what you're trying to achieve but like since you're doing as you said afro mare influencing um school good friend family person all these things mm. how do you manage to block out all this negative noise. the negativity and the noise and also now that you brought up the noise how do you also ground yourself after you've achieved so much but i still feel until now i'm still with ukanyisa the first guys that i met you know <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you balance it out i don't know how do i um i think i'm a very self-aware person i think i know why I know where I come from. Wow, you know that is I a want. privilege. I think I'm very self That is a privilege. And being, it is a privilege, it right? It is. Because not many people are. Yes. The beauty that comes with being self-aware is there are people that will still see me in a certain way or will believe whatever they want to believe about me or there's, pe- there's people that believe I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. And it's okay. Oh, you're my That's okay. That's okay. And it's fine. But the beauty that comes with being self-aware is that there's nothing anybody in the world can tell me about myself that I don't already know. So you can come and you can tell me I'm a terrible human being. Yes. That's fine. That's your opinion. But I know I'm definitely not a terrible person. Yes. I can act out at times, but I'll own it. Yes. Like, I'll let's say um. I say something mean to you. Yes. Uh, we're having an argument. A day later, you say, "You know what? Like, I didn't like what you said yesterday." Yes. It made me feel a certain way. Yes. I'll be like, "Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it like that. We'll move on." Mm. But me saying that to you yesterday definitely does not mean I'm a bad person. Yes. You can never. You can. No one can ever tell me anything about myself. I know who I am. I, I know and who that I is am. important right very important I know who I am and even that that's something it's new yeah it's like a probably been the last two years that I've been yeah, that's what that's why I kept on saying it's a I've, privilege because for instance like I like bringing myself into the conversation because I also want to share some of my experience so people can relate mm. also to the person that I am and why am I asking these certain questions at, yeah. like to you. Mm-hmm. For instance, like I've been a person who's always operated in group dynamics. Okay. And I've never given myself the time to 
be myself and be on my by myself mm. so i only found out during lockdown that i've been neglecting yes, myself uh, all this time and i've been feeding mm. off the energy of the people that are around me mm. and sometimes i'd say my space was not toxic but i like i couldn't differentiate yeah. that were in the group that could because I've got friends that are engineers, I've got friends who are lawyers, I've got friends that are accountants, mm. and they still appear life in Pilai. Yeah. But when they can differentiate between when to do certain things and when not, not to, get the person that I am, I can't differentiate. So my at- I always have to look after my space at all times. Mm. And as you, as I was saying to you that other time when I was in the live, and you were saying, Kamba, stop oversharing stuff mm. you don't need to you don't owe to explain yourself to anyone to, me, to okay. understand but that's the person that i am i'm expressive i just not and it's not right you know but hence now i always have to look at who's next to me to to, to, to interrupt yes. you mm. it's not right when you're not certain and when you're on a journey yes. to yes. i can sit down with you today and tell you that Four years ago, I was in a toxic relationship, and yes. this is what happened. And I can laugh about it, and I can joke about it. Yes. But at the same time, and like whatever, like someone will say, ah, you should have left. Ah, yeah. you were a clown. Yeah, sure, I was a clown. But today, best believe, yes. I'm not a clown. Yes. So the look, when it comes to other things, you can things that you feel like you've worked through, you can yes. definitely share. But when it comes to things that are still body and things that will make you money. Yes. Uh, and I'm still on the journey of discovering myself. Like even with this podcast, careful. I'm I'm learning mm. things about myself as I'm going. I know it's the first episode and stuff, but like just having this conversation with you mm. is so liberating and so mm. like it's doing a lot for me, you know? Because yeah. I'm also getting myself out there, like I'm also because it's like therapy to me, like I'm mm. the time to tear to end. This is the kind of content that I consume. Mm. So I just thought to myself, why not make or produce what you like? Yeah. So also, okay, um, there are just a few unrelated questions to the topic that I would like yeah. to ask because I just want to ask you, Jay. <laughs> so I know you're an opinionated person and I just want to like... If you want to elaborate, you elaborate. If you don't want to elaborate, it's a game, you know? Okay. So I want you to give me what comes to mind first when you hear ownership and black people. Um, I think I think black women do it for themselves. Uh, I think black businesses, I think um, black people taking up space in every industry in not even South Africa in the world. Um, what do you think about formal higher education after COVID? Formal higher education? Yes, after COVID. I think it is possible. Um, also, um, the, the, you know, like, I like having asking those questions because like, mm-hmm. I ask them constantly because the reason I'm asking this higher education one because I am off the view now. Uh, that I don't think higher education will be as important as it once was because of this. Let me explain. I know it's it's a complex thing. I'm mm-hmm. not an expert mm-hmm. or anything, mm-hmm. but it's just a view. First of all, let me start here. 
the black home first. I don't think, Tina, we explore other forms of education that are there. Okay. Tina, we are conditioned to think going to university is the only way. Which is true. And I think starting a business out of high, out of high school could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Traveling, but we don't have the luxury because that's not mine. Yes. Traveling and getting different perspectives of things is education. Mm-hmm. And I also think experiences, just like taking time out and living is, an, is, an, is, is, a, for, is a form of education, but it's not as regulated as it is a year school in. Mm-hmm. Now that this pandemic has brought this new dynamic of education, but we can't go to class, people are getting taught via Zoom. I think your top lecturers that are like that went to academia mm-hmm. because they be passionate about feel like teaching. Do you understand? I think the interest yeah, won't be the same if we continue this way. Teaching my thoughts, but teacher online and they aren't dealing with students on um on a face to face basis. Mm-hmm. And I think people will now because now we are at home will explore and I think because of the internet will be more aware of other forms of education that do exist. I don't know if I'm making sense, it's just a thought. Firstly, I think your opinion is very valid. Mm. Um, but the reason I said in Dubai, It'll work. It could work. Mm. I think it could work. Um, as a black person, mm. we aren't raised with the privilege that white people hold. Yes. Um, online teaching is very exclusionary. Yes. Right? Yes. Thank you. They can that. send us laptops, they can send us data, but yes. so you can send me your data and you can send me a laptop, but it's useless to me yes. because I can't work. Okay, is um, within our black homes, we, as a girl child, yes. right? Okay, ekai like where I live with my mom, yeah. at least no girl, it's a bit more than I don't understand how you have But as a black girl child, traditionally, I'm supposed to wake up, clean the house, be domesticated, make sure everybody's fed. Not everybody's parents are understanding. I'm going to phone like right. you are expected to do household things. Yes. They're not saying so funda, but they're also saying Dubana isn't just that you must be taken care of. Yes. And that's why certain people don't go home. Yeah. Okay. And in there are a lot of people that I know that don't go home. There's people that don't go home because they know that either Umdos are saying this isn't a pendio, or can you network, or can you guys go funda? Okay. Or some people are just toxic. Exactly. They or the environment is not conducive yes. for them. So that's why I say I feel like it's possible. Now, with starting businesses, people don't just wake up and start a business. Yes. You need capital. Yes. Where are our people supposed to find that capital? Some people don't go to school because um, it's, it's, it's a privilege or it's a choice that they've decided to make in the Banabana Funda or they've been pushed, whatever. People go to, some people go to school or majority of black people go to school to, to break um, generational poverty yeah. that is not our fault. Okay. Traveling, 
can I cause in this point? So can mm. I just want to make up? Uh, I just sure. want to ask a question sure, sure, sure. on the point you brought. You see, higher mm. education is also not reasonable in terms of replacing. It's you also need a lot of money to go to school, but we do make the means, mm. and the resources are made available more easily if you want to go to school than if you want to start a business. And I think that is intentional. Mm. I think when I came, why can it not be? Because I think also capital is a real thing, right? Mm. But I think when you want to start a business, that should not be the first thing you think about. That's capital. just a common, yes, it's just a common thing. But you know what, just try go out there and see where you go. And my friend, we need to be realistic. Uh, and, uh, I think we need to be you're gonna make them uh, with what? Where the ingredients gonna come from? Oh, yeah. I was jelly cutting. No jelly cutting. Where are you gonna get the seeds? So we can agree on this one. Eh? It's not as easy to access e capital when you want to start a business as it is to come get a loan for studying. Because also, higher education is also a business. There are people that feel like that get a lot of money from a bank exactly you know what when you're doing business for when you were striking clouds also not building a teal when it comes with the soldiers on campus on yeah. what you know yeah so now i i, I understand your view shaman and i i just like bringing those up because yeah. i like starting conversation mm. when it comes to these things because i think we need to start revisiting yeah a, a drawing board when it comes to also how we are bringing up a black child or whether you're a woman or you're a male in terms of because less self-discovery thing it's also showing me a lot of things man it's showing me i'm i'm starting to view a lot of things differently mm. and i was very specific this question just goes on it because i want to hear where you are at when it comes to the certain questions that i was asking you yeah no look i'm very i'm very open-minded mm. but i think i'm also very realistic aware, yeah, yeah i'm very, very realistic <laughs> and um, i'm not against people starting businesses yeah. i always say go for it um whatever you want to do just because imagine okay if if a band was spending like nothing. three years starting to build something of their own as opposed to going to university and investing mm. as a university and just party for three years and just Abayamando gifted when it comes to regurgitating information and just passing yeah. everything and graduating and then they only find out afterwards but actually I don't even know what it's in for the past three years. Happens. You understand? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just bring up a conversation of there are other forms definitely of, of education that are there that people can explore. I think it's possible, but I think as black people we're not privileged yes, enough to do that yes hence it's important for people like us to share the information that we know mm. hence it, having a podcast having ngos having stuff like mm. that is very progressive in terms of advancing what i'm talking about yeah yeah also okay um i don't want this to be too long uh also mm-hmm. like to th- i think we're like 40 minutes in bro <laughs> i know i have a lot to say but like I don't think people will give me that much time because it's still the first episode because I have a like we could go on and on yeah, for true. days you know thank you so much for giving me your time because thank can you say you need to realize you aren't so I'm cool. doing I definitely am you, I'm literally no, just a kid that grew no, up you are brand and for you to allow me to to share that with me 
you know and to support me in my new journey i really appreciate so that and you must just know dog like i listen to your advice if nobody tatanga at the time you tell me but i listen to it and i always come back and i just hope abantu bam or anyone who's listening to this can also learn from what you've shared and okubone can also relate to the stories that we shared yeah and guys it's our first episode there are things that are might not be perfect but like we all start we need to start somewhere yeah you and know I'm, i'm very proud of you for starting and thank you so much my friend yay